Lauren. I'm Tia. And this is the Journey to Transformation. I noticed something at Camp Corky. Oh, what did you notice? A lot of dongs. Dongs? <laughs> What's a dong? <laughs> Let me rephrase. A lot of men. Okay. <laughs> you noticed a lot of men. A lot of men and a lot of men as the converters. So where we are now, which is in the van, a.k.a. Mobile Pod Lounge, was converted by a company. And all of those converters were there at Camp Corky. There were a lot of dudes. It's not surprising to you. It's not surprising to me. Well, then I guess it's kind of lucky that we got chatting to some women. Indeed. In conversion. Nice segue. In van life conversion. How much does it bother you that we have to have a conversation about the uniqueness of women as van converters? Yeah, when well, yeah. in any profession, the uniqueness of women in any profession, I think that we have to come together and have conversations about women in podcasting, women in van conversion, women in engineering or in science or whatever is it feels a bit crazy in 2022 i feel like there's only one profession where we don't question that where the oldest profession in the world i don't know tell me why don't you google it the oldest profession in the world google the oldest profession in the world (laughs) what am i gonna find okay i'm just looking now so i'm typing the oldest profession in the world yeah i'm pressing go (laughs) okay (laughs) for those of you at home prostitution yeah is the oldest profession in the world i didn't know that well now you know yeah well this podcast is all about learning it is indeed (laughs) (laughs) it was a fun journey (laughs) so anyway you're bringing it back to women in conversion (laughs) Sorry, Lauren, Jackie, that this is your intro. (laughs) (laughs) All this needs to go on the outtake. (laughs) I thought that was really fun, actually. (laughs) Okay, keep it. Anyway, we had an excellent conversation with two women who have a van conversion business called Brown Bird and Co. And we actually got to have a little nosy at some of their excellent vans, didn't we? If I had to do it all over again, I think I would have tried to get one of them. Would you? Yeah. 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 They've got, they've got one that's just lovely called Mm. Chamonix, which is tartan seats and beautiful wood. So we had an excellent conversation with them about imposter syndrome. And ironically, we talked about Ikea and we happen to be in the Ikea car park right now. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Ikea. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I mean, I know that we're just a little podcast and you know, it's Ikea, but still. We're here a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut that out. I don't want people to know that we're here. Why? Because this is our spot. (laughs) Do you think that there's going to be a convergence of mobile pod lounges on the Ikea? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It's just a nice place to work. True. Yeah, all the Swedish meatballs you like. So what did you take away from our conversation with Brown Bird and Co.? You know, I hate that conversation. Women in camper van conversion, but also that's a unique selling point for them in terms of what they bring to the design process, in terms of their engagements with their clients. I think probably has a lot to do with the fact that they're women, that the conversations that they're having, the way that they're interacting with clients, the way that they interact with female clients. You know, we spoke to a lot of women who explained that they get mansplained. People give them weird 
side eyes when they see a woman driving a horse box or whatever. And you don't get any of that. You don't get any of that. You know, where's your husband? Does your boyfriend drive this? You drive this big old thing by yourself. You know, they, they, they're mindful of that and they, that resonates for them in their own experiences in their own professional journey. And so they are sensitive to that in their interactions, which I think is that that's the unique thing that they bring from their vantage point. It's that hard bit of like, it's shitty that we have to have a conversation about how unique it is that they're, that they are women, but also that they are women is part of what makes them really great at what they do. Yeah, absolutely. For me, you know, answering that question and thinking about these amazing high quality vans you see and, you know, listeners, you'll hear this in the conversation. We talked a bit about imposter syndrome and I won't go too much into it now, but, you know, this idea that as women, you know, we can produce high quality products and everyone can see that, but yet we still feel that, you know, we're not quite there or we haven't quite hit the job or we shouldn't be there doing it in that space and and sort of questioning sort of you know all of that and and so it was a very interesting conversation to talk to to Brownbird and co about that as women in, in conversion oh their instagram is hot and i think that there's just a lot of scope here for lauren to buy another van another yeah, another one to this one. Another <laughs> mobile pod lounge. Yeah, complimentary and we can caravan. <laughs> yeah, we can be those like caravanning around. I think you should buy Chamonix. I'd love it. <laughs> I think you should buy Chamonix and I'll buy the other one. That big one. Oh, yeah. That great big black one. Yeah, that's Ooh. cool. That's a cool one. I forget yeah. the name of that one. I don't know either. Okay. Anyway. Well, here... Is Laura and Jackie from Brownbird and Co. Enjoy. I'm Tia. I'm Lauren. I'm Laura. I'm Jackie. And this is Journey to Transformation, the Camp Quirky 2022 edition. Welcome to our guests. Thank you. Thank I'm you. very excited. First off, I want to say congratulations on the wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, we're still on our honeymoon. Camp Quirky honeymoon. The working honeymoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> honeymoon lasted two days. <laughs> yes. And then straight on getting everything ready for the festival. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. It's crazy. Yeah. Are you going to get to have a break after this or no? Probably not. We've got more stuff lined up, haven't we? We've got a few builds lined up, uh-huh. but we are going to have a proper honeymoon in Patagonia next year. Wow. So that is oh, the, wow. the thing That's we're aiming cool. for. Yeah. We've been working seven days a week, so it's been really hardcore. So we have said weekends off, we're going out, we're going to go out backpacking, get back to normality. Nice. Yeah. Having your own business, you've just become a workaholic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But for, uh, you know, my friends, my loved ones, they're like, just take a break. And I'm like, but I really love it still. Like, yeah, I just yeah. I can't stop. It's like, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Yeah. Trouble really. when you're passionate about something, it's hard to stop. And so yeah. how did you become passionate about conversion? Yes. Well, for me, it was the lifestyle and just having the freedom to, you know, look at a weather forecast and say, right, I'm off this weekend. And you don't have to think about booking a campsite or plan stuff. So I could, that really worked around my full-time job at the time. Yeah. And then once you get a van, it's then an addiction. You start <laughs> looking at other vans and then you want more and yeah. And then you end up building them. I think for us as a conversion business, suddenly got serious with the first lockdown. And that was when we started our first business, which was an online business. And then we decided to do a second camper van. 
ourselves had a lot of interest in that and then suddenly we started getting work coming in and just trying to keep on top of doing the builds Mm. and each time we said oh well we need to back off a little bit take a little bit more time because we were working flat out and then we'd suddenly be out buying another van (laughs) 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 so it just keeps escalating we're really good at saying we're going to do some of these things to take time off but I think when you're really passionate about something you start it and you're just thinking right I'll do a couple more hours each day to try and crack on with it yeah when you're enjoying it some days it's not much fun is it no (laughs) usually most of the time it's pretty good fun yeah Yeah. I mean these conversations sound very familiar because Lauren and I work together on our consultancies and I'm often like I need like a month off and then a new project comes and I'm like oh that looks yeah Yeah. 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 I mean we're in the position at the minute that we've got a a van just to do a quick renovation and potentially a couple more that we're looking at doing but again you can kind of see that's probably something else is going to come along on top of that and suddenly your free time is yeah. being reduced again. Well, our original plan when we started doing the business properly was to do a build, have a month off, do a build, have a month off, really has not worked like that. <laughs> All right, well, whichever one of us figures out the secret to being able to take a break, can you please just tell the others? Yeah, share it with everyone, <laughs> share, please. Share the, tips. <laughs> share the tips. We are having some interesting conversations here about people and their relationship to their converters and how that works. Like, what's the, the ideal dynamic when you get a client? How do you know when it works? Uh, well, yeah, you can, you answer, yeah. We do get an awful lot of inquiries for doing commissions. And we can often tell the character of a person from how they contact us in the first place and the language that they use, how realistic they are about what you can fit into a van. Yeah. Mm. We do get a lot where they just want showers, five seats, a garage for bikes, and then porcelain tub. (laughs) And then they say they just want a medium wheelbase van, which is simply impossible. So we kind of can sense a lot from them. And We've been in a lucky position with the past few builds in that the vans have all been lovely. Yeah. Really lovely to work with. Nice. The last lady we did a commission for was just absolutely perfect. We helped to source the camper van because she was on tune about approaching garages and buying a van. Yeah. It was in, was it in a lockdown? Um, And we ended up doing video calls with dealerships so that we could kind of check out the vans and things for her. Oh, lovely. She paid for the van and got it delivered to us. And from day one, we literally kept her informed and showed her photos and things of the bill progressing. But she was just so totally cool about it and just said, girls, just do whatever you think is right on the build. She'd seen what we'd done before and trusted us to get on with it. Yeah. And it's really nice to be working with people like that. And I know at some point we're probably going to end up with a really difficult customer. Yeah. But we kind of try to filter them out, don't we, to the ones that are really sensible and have fully considered what it means to be living or travelling full-time in a van. Nice. Because I think there's a lot of people think, oh, it's a glamorous thing and I can do all of these things in my van and things. Yeah. And the reality sometimes is a little bit different. Absolutely. We try to manage that as well. I think the other thing you can tell instantly is if, if somebody comes to you and says, I absolutely love your van, the layouts would work really well for me. And then they sort of say the design features and the things that they like. Whereas the other inquiries tend to be like a list of things that they want. 
Mm. Whereas we kind of want to work with people that really want the design. Our distinct, we have a very yeah. distinctive style and a, mm. the aesthetic is incredible, by the way. Yeah, I completely agree. And for those of you listening, it's fantastic. Check them out on Instagram. It's amazing. <laughs> we have a layout that has worked really well for us for four years living full time. And sometimes it's best not to mess around too much with things when they work really well. Often a lot of people can kind of keep changing the designs of the things all of the time. But if you've got good design elements, yeah. they can be long term. And I always think that's a good design. Yeah. Isn't just something that is a very quick turnover. Yeah. And I think, you know, from what Tia said about her experience having this converted, that you're already living in a van and you know what that's like is helpful yeah. for the client, it, it right? Is. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things and knowledge that we can impart on our customers mm. as we get to know them. And I think the fact that we're women as well. Yeah. They've all said they wanted to work with female converters because they felt intimidated going to see guys or they'd have bad experiences with guys yeah. going to garages and places like that and have maybe been ripped off. So I think that's probably part of the appeal of people contacting us. And I think from other female converters, we've had a similar experience to yeah. us as well. Have you found any challenges being women in this space in general? or That are different from just being a woman in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a woman in conversion. (laughs) Sometimes we are built differently to men. So there are certain jobs that do require, you know, a brute strength. A lot of strength. And there's been times where we, you know, we've had to get on the lever together to sort something out. That's probably the hardest bit. There's obviously a lot of you know people will say oh you built this or no you know there's that kind of thing I don't mind that you know we get that all the time I mean we've seen the look on people's faces over the weekend from you know when the guys are looking at the build and everything and they say oh can we speak to the people that built it and I'm like you are (laughs) (laughs) and then they'll say oh well who did the electrics well I did it and you can kind of see the look on the faces that they don't anticipate it that it's us that have done it Part of it's quite nice as well. You kind of like to say, well, actually, you know, they expected another answer. So sometimes it's quite nice to say, well, actually, you know, we did it. And to see that expression on people's faces, isn't it? Yeah, the surprise. And it seems with our latest build, we seem to have created a man magnet because it's quite a beast (laughs) Beast. from the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We wanted to create something that was going to get attention. It would show off all the different things that you can do with a camper van. Yeah. But then on the inside, it's kind of got a female touch to it, but still looks rugged. So, yeah, it's... It's quite funny when two women step out of the the cab. (laughs) 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 Not expecting it at all. (laughs) I can imagine that on a good day, it feels really gratifying to be like, these are my creations. On a bad day, it can probably be like... Fuck off. I can imagine that. And I have very similar experiences living in this full time of, you know, just driving up to people and pulling up next to these big, you know, similar size or smaller. And just people looking over and just being really confused by what's happening. And then I just go, (laughs) drive off. It's just these weird expectations of who can drive what vehicle, who can create what. Mm -hmm. And one, I hate the conversation of like, you know, it's unique that you're women converters because why is that normal? And that's the universe experience but I also get that that's the reality and I think the other side of that is the unique thing that you bring because had circumstances been different for me when I was making these choices I probably would have much preferred to have women converters because communication styles are like just a fundamentally different thing. It's a very male dominated world motorhome industry the vw world yeah and i think what's interesting at the minute us over the past few years I mean I've been involved first camper van was in 2017 
and seeing kind of how it's developing. And it's obviously become a very popular trend. How long that keeps escalating, who knows? But it's been an opportunity for women to start to get into doing conversions. And if they've enjoyed doing it, then setting up businesses. We're very unique. There's very few female converters. I mean, in the UK, that Mm. we don't know of any kind of big commercial converters in the UK that are run by They're women. solely run, yeah, by yeah, women. Yeah. Yeah, the small businesses like ourselves dotted around, but even then it's not that many. Yeah, wow. So I was really nice to see the panel yesterday, to yeah. see yes. and have that kind of representation. And I know that I was hearing some conversations afterwards of people like, oh, it's quite inspiring. There's a group of solo female travellers who, you know, are doing their own small pieces together and yeah. independently. And I think there's a really inspirational piece of like, okay, it's possible you can build you can create a business and so i do think that representation piece is really important yeah absolutely just yeah. empowering women to i said yesterday just give it a go and just yeah. if you can't if there's bits of it that are daunting then either go and learn from somebody else or just get them to do it and do the bits that you want to do it's- yeah Men seem to instinctively think that they can do something. A big general thing to say. I mean, all, obviously not all like yeah. that. But I think women worry that they can do it and they just think that they yeah. can't do it. Yeah. yeah. And you have to start to switch that off and believe that you can. Mm. We've built seven vans, but we still have imposter syndrome that we think mm. we're still not doing that great a job. And for us, you know, work and live together 24-7. And for us coming here, it's been really nice to see. And we've had a very brief look around, but we've had fantastic response from people saying, yeah. you know, the, the design and the finish and the quality of the vans and everything. And that's been really nice because I think it's given us a, a bit more confidence as well. Nice. So we're still not confident all of oh, the time. Oh, we beat ourselves up constantly. Mm. And yeah, we're really self-critical. Which does help push you harder mm-hmm. to do something even better as well so although it's a bit of a negative thing and we give ourselves a hard time yeah. it means that we actually do better and better and better and we will never settle for just putting something together that just doesn't look quite right or mm-hmm. not a nice finish we will always strive to, to be better and better I mean, there's a lot, I think, I can relate to that from our consultancy yeah. work, right? We're so critical of There's a lot of work. Work. Very yeah. much not yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are also just hugely self-critical about our work. And it, for me, personally, the imposter syndrome, like, it's so hard to put that behind, yeah. you know, and just be like, I can actually do this. Yeah. 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 And it's a constant battle. And I do think that, that the other side of that does mean that you're constantly pushing. I do think it's why many women are very high achievers. Yes. Yeah. Because the dark side of that is because because we believe that we overthink yeah, yes. we overthink it yes. and we never sort of settle on things. And it's interesting that this conversation is happening now because we had somebody over yesterday and just somebody who's here with a camper van enjoying the festival. And we were asking about the build and she was like, you know, the person who did my electrics is here and there's something wrong with it. And it's not working. And I know it's not working. And every time I bring him over, he just says that it's my fault or that I've done something wrong. She's like, but I know it's not me. And so she went and got somebody else. Yeah who's trading here brought them both together and <laughs> it was like the validation of having this other man confirm that this other man was wrong where <laughs> she was just like I've been telling you that this isn't correct I know that there's something wrong here yeah. and so it's just this interesting dynamic because she was sitting here saying she was like it was clear that nobody had ever told him no he's a man he just assumed he could do it that yeah. he could do the electrics <laughs> for this thing when actually the whole thing's wired wrong and so it's just this interesting dynamic of yeah. you know when 
you have this feeling that you aren't getting where you want to be. And that makes you want to do it more, makes you want to make sure that it's really, really right for people. It's sad that it exists, but maybe I prefer to have women doing things with me and for me who feel that way because they'll do a really good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a psychotic thing to feel though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's frustrating having that. But yeah, like you say, it's it makes you a better worker in person ultimately. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I know that you haven't had a chance to look around much, but what you've seen thus far, any surprises, any big standout? I think the big thing that I, I can comment on is from three years, was it two or three years ago? Three the last years. one, three years. The standard of builds has come up massively. Obviously in those three years, the van life community and camper vans has just exploded. So yeah. there's so much more content out there to help people um, do a better job. So yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Yeah, there's a lot less pallet boards around. Yes. <laughs> Not as much MDF kicking around. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and some real quirky vans out there, right? Yeah, like this is just, it's a feast for the eyes yeah. everywhere you look. I think a few years ago, you know, people were maybe spending a few thousand on a van and they put more thousands yeah. on different conversion and things like that. I guess we're at the top end of the range with how much you spent on our conversions they're not cheap to do and I think there's a there's been quite an escalation in the standard of the vans yeah. that people are working on and you know they're loving the vans and they're spending more and more money on them yeah whereas I think historically there were something that was very much kind of small budgets yeah well I think yeah. van life started out as something that you did when maybe like Sam yesterday was saying you know she was really struggling for cash so that was like the thing that you had to go and do but now van life is totally different and it's this big choice that you make and everybody yeah. is looking up to you saying you know god well done for doing it but definitely that's just, there's been a big shift in that yeah there's a tension in that for me because one of the things we were speaking to Lindsay, the organizer, about is how you get more people, how you get more diversity in van life. And the cost can be a real barrier to yes. people, but it's mm -hmm. almost like one end or the other is a barrier because I've seen people who've got their enterprise rental vans with a mattress in the back and no <laughs> windows, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and they're just renting it, you know, for the weekend. And that's not for me. I definitely need a window. But then on the other end, it's also, you know, might not be accessible. There's almost like that as a community, we need to figure out how to showcase the middle ground as much as we can as well because you know my Instagram is full of very top of the line bands because that's yeah. they're gorgeous yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's nice to look at and I think there's probably a piece as well about how to also feature the kind of middle of the range and all of the ways that people do like different self-builds and quirky stuff and different things so that there's more of a diversity in there that can also mean that more people feel that they can access what is fundamentally at least for me what is fundamentally special about this life is just being able to be outside, outdoors, self-contained. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, I have a projector and an Xbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a projector. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not crazy. <laughs> but also, like, bringing that level in so people can share in this community because everyone is so friendly and everyone yeah. is so engaged on van life. I love it. Yeah. Are you getting a bit emotional the I other know, day? I need to get a van quickly. <laughs> get it. I think that's one of the really lovely things about the community is that people are very helpful towards each other and not yeah. share the knowledge yeah um and to be honest social media instagram youtube facebook they've been so important over the past few years in platforms that people can kind of tap into for help and support and certainly helped when we started doing our first conversion you know had diy skills but i'd never converted a van 
So I spent an awful lot of time online researching how to do it. And I think that's testament to the community that people are putting content up there and they're willing to share. And we've always been, we've always tried to answer any questions mm. on our social media feeds. We do get quite a lot sometimes. And yeah, a lot to manage. Some, some of them are quite strange, but we always try and try and I'm gonna come back to that people. later. Yeah. 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 That's really a wonderful thing about this community, as you say, is that people are willing to help other people. It doesn't feel like there's anything that's like proprietary about people's knowledge and knowing yeah. how everybody started with their build and started thinking and dreaming about what they wanted to do. Mm. It's just, it's really nice. Because yeah. I think the temptation would be like, well, now I'm really busy with all the millions of things I'm having to do. So I just need to focus on this thing. So I think it's really nice that you're sharing the knowledge. Yeah. And it's far less intimidating when you come to an event like this and you see how people started and what they're sharing. You know, I think if you're a woman starting out, this festival is just a great way to start. The confidence building, all of it. Yeah. It's such a welcoming community there was yeah. a massive convoy of like solo female travelers yeah and we stumbled upon their group when we were going for a walk and it was just all of these people they'd never met before they all had their little name tags on <laughs> thank you she's getting really she's getting really drunk and rowdy it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> festival that's what it's all about yeah, exactly it's my favorite and then we were seeing them like periodically and they just be like lauren tia like it was amazing it's lovely it's yeah. really really lovely so i guess in the spirit of sharing knowledge and wisdom any advice to people getting started to women in particular getting started or thinking about starting having that first kind of spark of an idea Ooh, well I think learning from experience is to just probably hire a van first before committing to something and if you don't like that one hire another one and like really test it before you delve into it because I think it's it's really easy to get I mean I'm, I'm very guilty of it just get a spark that I want to do something and I just do it really quickly and then think I could have done it either you know better differently and it would have suited me better had I have just I don't know researched a bit more you know I think going back to the rental van and a mattress in the back of the van is people have an idea of what it is that they want to do with the camper van and we all singing and all dancing, but it's not actually until you get into one, you start to fully understand how you were going to use that space. Mm. So either with renting or, you know, maybe borrow a friend's camper van just yeah. to see if you actually enjoy being in a camper van. Because it's not for everybody. People might aspire to kind of the lifestyle and the, the whole. And we're guilty of putting up beautiful, glamorous photo shoot <laughs> shots and stuff like that. They are beautiful. <laughs> Amazing locations. But I think you really have to understand exactly what you want to do in that space. Yeah. yeah. And I think once you start to get that and a feel for the, the space, then you can start to plan how you're going to use sections of that camper van. Mm. Because, it, you know, we all work differently and we all use the space differently as well yeah it's not a kind of one size fit salt type thing to do is it and also i think that we're, that we're, there's a gap for an account that is just literally real van life yeah yeah the, the bits that you <laughs> don't <Absolutely>. see <laughs> you know, we do say we're guilty of it we have a beautiful feed we do occasionally put some things up there as well of, of things that have happened to us or some shitty little lay-by that we've ended up in because <laughs> we couldn't find anywhere else there are kind of moments where you're just not enjoying it luckily it's few and far between <laughs> but yeah there are sides to it it's not for everybody yeah 
Yeah, the real van life, the real the lay bys. Exactly. So where can I find water? Yeah, You're trying to find somewhere to park at two a.m. <laughs> the idea of like try it out first is a really good one. I think that's great advice because the first version of this van was completely empty. I took it to an IKEA. I stayed in the parking lot for about six hours. I got a ticket because I had parked there for too long, and I was just going into IKEA, bringing stuff into the van, setting it up. I was zip tying things to yeah. the inside of the van, going back, mounting the bed up, just going back and forth and figuring it out and I took loads of stuff back I smashed into things I tripped over stuff <laughs> and it really informed I was like okay I can't have anything here because this is like the space that I need and mm-hmm. I know that if there's a you know a counter here I'm gonna maim myself and so I think there is something to trying it and see that's and way more than a lot of people do yeah. <laughs> it really is but it's, it's kind of getting used high to achiever the, the, spatial, the spatial awareness in the camper van as well because you know you look at something and you think oh that'll look great in there and then you put it in and it fills the camper van so yeah we were just encourage everybody just you know speaking to people yesterday and saying to them you know before you go and take the plunge and buy a van and do all of this you know hire or just rent a van and stick a mattress in the van We'll go to Ikea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ikea, get a few things, spend a little bit of time. They've got a 365-day return policy. Oh, well done. So, you know, I've made use of it a yeah. few times. I don't work for them. Got a lot of Ikea. Yes. yes. I love Ikea. It's, you know, it's easy, it's compact. But didn't you say you wanted them to set up like a van life Ikea Yeah. Like inside? I want them to do one of the concept displays as yes. a camper van. You well, can say that. We did actually contact them. The kitchen's in our camper vans are shallow base units from Ikea and they're the only company in the UK that do them and people say well why don't you build them and we're like well we could build them but Ikea do really robust kitchen units that are guaranteed for 25 years and we've used them in vans and we've never had a problem with them the yeah. doors slide in and out beautifully yeah. if we needed to change the fronts of them you know we could swap them out so they're really pra- you know they're very practical and the first van in my head was Try and design a camper van that IKEA would design with regards to the, the design of it, the aesthetics of it and the functionality of it, because they do have a lot of rubbish in there as well. But they do have some really good products and design ideas to maximise small spaces mm. and they'll fit an incredible amount of functionality into a really small space. So that was the brief on the first van was, you know, what would IKEA do? Yeah, <laughs> and we ended up getting quite chatty with some of the guys up in the Newcastle IKEA store and said, you know, about them, you know, wouldn't it be great to have one of these in a store? And I think I did contact head office at one point, but I didn't hear. I think they went into lockdown and everything was just. Oh, oh that was it. right, IKEA. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> at least four people <laughs> think this is a great idea. So come on. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should send them the photos again and just say, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many people that we've met have, you know, said about having something in yeah. IKEA would be brilliant. It's a great way of, you know, getting some furniture and kit in your van that's not initially going to cost you a fortune to do. And some of it, you can do it yourself. So it kind of opens up being able to get into the the camper van world, which is great. The IKEA blog that we've done about IKEA kitchens is one of the top performing. So obviously a lot of people are Googling it to, to be on the blog. We get, we get a lot of traffic to our website and yeah, that's one of the top pages, isn't it? And how much does it, how much it cost? How much does it cost to convert a camper van is the top page that people search for. We, mm. we come up high on Google for that, don't we? Yeah. Wow, well done. I can Guess imagine that's a hard question to answer because yeah. it's a lot of... Where do you begin? <laughs> and I think it's, again, it's about you try and stress to people, think about what you're going to be using your camper van for. Yeah. Are you going to be wanting to do it, use it for adventure sports and put a lot of kit in there? 
are you just going to be using it for weekends and two week holidays? Are you mm. going to be in there long term? Yeah. So you really have to think about what you want to put in there and how you're going to use that space. Yeah. And don't get too carried away with putting too much in it and closing that space up mm. because you're going to feel kind of confined. Yeah. And you'll end up kind of having to maybe change a bit more later on down the line. Yeah. So I think people need to think what they're going to actually be using it for and then design around that. Absolutely. Great advice. And going back to what you said before, what is the strangest question that you've had <laughs> on your Instagram? Um, we had a lady that had a, sh- a low roof sprinter van and she wanted to have a shower in it. And you can't stand up in a tramp, you know, <laughs> in the low roof version, but she wanted a shower in it. Yeah, like, like, and you're like, how does that work? And she wanted you can ho- cut the bottom out. <laughs> okay, put a hole in the floor, yeah, yeah. stand on the road, do it that way. But yeah, the, but there's clearly just been no thought around mm-hmm. her question in the first place. <laughs> she probably did loads more, but yeah. Just Great. Yeah, you should do maybe a blog of those questions. I'm sure people would find it funny. <laughs> questions not to ask. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you this so much. Great. Yeah, it's been really nice to meet you and chat and learn about your story. So thank, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Tia. I'm Lauren. Laura. Jackie. We've had an amazing conversation with Brown Bird and Company. Check them out on Instagram. Check out their website. We'll link all of these in the notes. But thank you again for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Journey to Transformation. Leave us a five-star rating and a written review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Journey to Transformation is written and edited by us, Tia Rogers and Lauren Burrows. Our music comes from Praz Canal.